Hi, I'm Rich Wynn. And I'm Rebecca Nixon. And this is the PropTech Growth Podcast. Every episode, we interview an expert in the PropTech startup space, gathering their advice and expertise to help you run a successful PropTech business. I'm the portable PropTech CMO, and I help PropTech startups build and scale their commercial growth strategy. I'm Rich from Richwind Consultancy. I specialise in operations, sales and process, helping fintechs and PropTech companies to grow. I'm the chief exec of the National Residential Landlords Association. We're a campaigning organization principally, and we represent over 100,000 members. Our our members have somewhere in the region of about 700,000 homes in the private rented sector. I'm sure they have other types of investments and properties and things like that. But we are raison d'etre is to make sure that our members are supported. We give them a voice to power, but we also give them all of the products and services, some through partnership that they need to run a really uh, successful lettings business. But obviously landlords are under the cosh and it's it's really the policy and support side that, that are coming to the fore at the moment, particularly in the context of rental reform, energy changes, that sort of stuff. We're actually handling 12,000 calls a month to our advice line for landlords needing support, which is <laughs> most we've ever had, a victim of our own success, arguably, or a, a victim of government policy. Either way, it's helping members for the organisation. We're growing off the back of it, despite the, the difficult backdrop. In terms of my background, I've always worked in property, Rebecca. I started in property management. I joined TDS, the deposit scheme, did a whole number of different roles there. I started off in sort of adjudication casework. When they had their difficulties on their pricing model, I got moved to a membership role, worked with some of the biggest agents in the UK, set up a landlord scheme with one of my predecessor organisations so that landlords could access insured deposit protection, set up schemes in Scotland, Northern Ireland, the custodial scheme in England, and then moved to places for people big housing association with a resi called touchstone and we looked after uh, i was ops director there looking after about twenty-two thousand homes for some of the biggest corporate landlords in the uk and i was there for about two and a half years before i got this job and there we go this is where we find ourselves so what did you want to achieve when you came into this role and, and what were you looking to do going forward Yeah, what did I want to achieve? I didn't think I was going to get the job in the first place, to be honest with you. Sheer luck, clearly. Sheer luck that no one's found me out to date. What did I want to achieve? I've been a landlord for 20 years, Rich. So I've... uh, I guess I come from a um, a unique position from the point of view of um, being on the same side of the fence as our members, but also having quite a lengthy career I guess now I'm uh, the wrong side of 40 Um, and uh, having seen it from the tenant side at TDS the agent side uh, and the corporate landlord side as well um, landlords get a very bad press and I was very keen to want to champion uh, the work that private landlords do that responsible landlords do and their role in providing homes in the sector and really as part of the merger because we came about through the merger of two uh, smaller trade bodies to give landlords a bigger voice, to give them bigger and better support in a political context, but also running their businesses. It will be for others to judge how well I'm doing on that. But I've been in my post now for 
it's three years since since merger so about three and a half years looking at the at the time we're at and i've loved every minute of it it's great fun uh, i i know i'm a lucky boy and i don't take that this role for granted but as i say landlords are under the cosh and it's my job to robustly defend the role of the private rented sector and the responsible landlords within it so with regards to prop tech then you look obviously with where you've been working seeing that start to emerge and come in and, and no doubt part with some what what's your take on landlord related prop tech or prop tech in general how is it is it a help a hindrance what, where do you see it i see it very much as a help to be honest with you i certainly don't see it as a hindrance we, we as landlords need things uh, anybody you want it to be easy whatever it is that you've got to do right I, I, actually it's not so much about the price point dare i say of whatever it is if what can be served up can be served up at the right time in the right place when you've got a need for it and it's really easy to access or buy um the price will you know will 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 follow right as long as it's not extortionate and so for me this is a way that proptech enables landlords to do their jobs better in my view smarter and more efficiently because we know that from across our membership right about half of them don't even use a letting agent so these are busy people either typically four or five properties on average probably not enough to make it a full-time job so like me yeah i'm your typical nrla um, uh, member i've got eight properties i've got a busy job i don't use a letting agent i do it myself and tapping in to products and services obviously through the nrla but with things that are easy to to access at a time i want to access them is incredibly important to me i'd love to get your take on if, if there's any specific solutions that you're finding useful in a day-to-day practical sense because i think we talk a lot about the theory of prop tech on our podcast but it's always just interesting to hear people's ideas on the practical day-to-day execution of their jobs and how prop tech might be helping them yeah a few examples a really basic example rich we were with james at safe two at reach event reach uk who invest in these types of startups and safe two is a great example of solving a pain point for me which is enabling landlords to buy their compliance certificates gas electric whatever through a portal online at a time that you want but doing all of the grunt work that's really difficult liaising with your tenant and sorting out access so i can 11 o'clock at night when everyone's thinking about going to sleep i can book my gas safety i can put my tenants details in with the appropriate permissions obviously and i can know that in the background that there's going to be tradespeople interested in that job who may well be thinking about their pipeline of work at 11 o'clock at night and wondering when their next job's coming in. They can access that job. They could also know when the tenant is available because the tenant is contacted to confirm their availability. And you can get all of that booked in without having to speak to anybody. I speak to a lot of people in my job, Rich, and I love talking to a lot of people. But when I go home, I don't really want to do that. I, you know, I want to put the box on or I want to read a book. I know something that doesn't involve copious amounts of talking. uh, And I really don't want to faff about 
texting my tenant saying, are you ready? Uh, can you do a gas safety at 11 o'clock on next Tuesday? Because what happens, they they will forget about it and it's a pain in the backside for me. So the whole system is geared around availability, solving a pain point. And I think that's a really great example of what prop tech is really it's one of these funny phrases right but actually it's it is about making life easy for people and it's solving a problem and that system solves a big problem for me and there's many there's many examples of it in the in in the property world of you know around how you can use uh, data and and artificial intelligence for example around managing your buildings and particularly in the context of um cost of living and energy uh, prices how could you optimize um the energy performance of your building for the benefit of not just you as the building owner but also your occupants and customers within it around whether that's heating control so we're talking to people actually at the moment about damp and mold very topical in the context of social housing uh, the a dreadful story of the little two-year-old boy who died in his social house because of terrible mold we know that mold can occur and condensation but and it's incumbent on us to make sure that those things are dealt with but actually technology now can predict where uh, mold is likely to occur based on the living conditions of your tenants and so i've got some quite big hmos housing multiple occup occupation where people's living conditions can mean or habits can mean that you do get condensation and damp areas and things like that where actually yeah a, a little widget can detect those types of things can detect the temperatures and and actually inform your customers your tenants about the need for ventilation and stuff like that so for me guys we have to modernize as landlords we have to we have to embrace all of the the tools that are out there and welcome new tools which is why i think whether you call it prop tech or whether you call it moving with the times i i i, I don't know but it's about solving pain points and recognizing that Perhaps the way that you once did it isn't necessarily the way that you'll do it in the future. And there's things out there that can really help you. Yeah, I think the, the is it the Internet of Things it's called, where you can get all these different sensors and all that sort of stuff. I, Steve Rad was going over some stuff that he's doing sort of com for commercial buildings and stuff like that. And it's absolutely like madness what's actually out there that, 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 that can help you. So for me, I've, I, I found that landlords in, in general, adopting tech or prop tech a lot more than agency interesting uh, and it's difficult because i think agents have lots of different types of prop tech within their obviously the crm the add-ons and how they use it and things like that but for a because i work predominantly with startups apart from the military base the best inventory provider in the uk uh, not, not bias um, <laughs> it's i find landlords yeah they, they just they want it more and 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 maybe that b2c angle is what's maybe missing for the agents do, do they see the value of it I don't, I, I don't know it just came into my head do you have an opinion on that do, uh, do you deal with you know agents obviously in your past life you have yeah what, what's your take well, my, my take on this is that I think we work obviously uh, far more with landlords than we do with letting agents at the NRLA, although we do have letting agents within membership. If you're running a big portfolio, and if I think about my touch time at Touchstone, what you can't have is lots of independent solutions. 
you know, if you've got 22,000 homes, which is what we had, actually you need full integration within your systems because you only want to do something once, right? You don't want to have multiple entry of tenants' details and, and property addresses and stuff like that. You want to be able to, at the click of a button, order your gas safety with Safe2, book an inventory with, with inventory base. You don't want to think about it. You don't want to say, okay, my process now is to come off my, come off my current system and do something over here. Perhaps if you're thinking about it from an agent perspective, and there's some incredibly creative agencies out there, but it, it, I, I guess if, if you want your staff, your colleagues to be able to do that sort of stuff, it's got to be integrated within your sort of CRM so that you almost don't realize that you're doing it. It's about making life easy and streamlining those processes and things like inventory base. Steve's done a great job there around being able to streamline that sort of you know, booking function and, and all of that. Yeah, thank you. Again, it just came into my head. So with regards to obviously what you provide for your members, do you invest in companies? Do you own companies that you then put forward for them? How, how does it work? Or how would, if you were a prop tech and something to do with landlords and you wanted to get into the NRLA, what, what, what sort of the way that you can do that? Or what's the best way to start that journey? Yeah. And yeah, we've got knocking on for about 50 partnerships now, Richard, and we don't provide everything ourselves, right? We are not experts on everything and going with partners that have a great solution for our members is absolutely the way that we seek to um, explore it. That partnership must derive ease of use and it must derive a member uh, benefit uh, both in terms of the product and in terms of the price that our, our members pay. But as we've discussed, yeah, we have our own challenges at the moment that a lot of those partnerships are quite um, individual. And so that's why we are building our, our own CRM for our members so that, and it's almost there, I keep saying this, but it's almost there. It will be the death of me, sadly, but it will be going out very soon. And portfolio, which is what we've rather creatively decided to call it, will solve pain points for our members. It will enable them to keep their data all in one place, their property data, their compliance certifications and reminders, their tenants or their details, their tenancy details, and tenants will have a login to the portal as well. For us, this is about enabling our members to uh, be the best that they can be, but it's also about bringing in some of those commercial partners like Safe2, like others, so that we can have full integration for those that, that need it. So we do look at investing. It is a new strategic path uh, for us. We explore partnership options with organizations that have great products and services and share our values. But we are also looking at how we can best deploy some of our member reserves to derive greater uh, return and solve pain points at the same time. And portfolio is absolutely the vehicle for that to happen. We have ambitions to be I, I guess you know it's it sounds a bit cliche, but we do want to be that one-stop shop for landlords. You know, if you've got a, a landlord-related itch, you should come to us to scratch it. Frankly, and that's that's our direction of travel, and that's what we want to achieve. Yes, there's lots of great stuff that we do on uh, representation, campaigning, and basic support in terms of I've got a problem with my tenant, how can I resolve it? And somebody intelligent at the end of the line that can give 
great information and great support to customers. But as I said at the outset, that's one part of what we do and making the landlord journey from end to end super easy. Um, uh, call it prop tech, call it common sense, I don't know, but making sure that we've got the key partners to plug into that is going to be hugely important to that ambition. And we are not experts in tech, as I'm finding out. There are other people out there that are experts and we want to partner with them. We're, yeah, we're great at providing landlord support and looking after our members, but there are people out there that are great at, like Steve, like James, like our friends at Hamilton Fraser, got great products, they've got great services, we want to work with them and we want to make them part of the NRLA offer to our members. So one of the, obviously, the massive pain points in the residential market at the moment, and a, a couple of companies I'm working with, and obviously the Home Buyer and Sellers Group as well, is actually purchasing yes. the property. Where do, you know, what are you doing for your members or what's your personal opinion on how if upfront is, information is the way forward or what, what is it that, that, that's going to help a member or help someone to purchase their fifth buy to let or their first buy to let. Yeah, we have a partnership with a great firm called Movewise. Don't know if you've heard of them, but Movewise specializing recycling properties in the private rented sector. Lots of discussion at the moment about uh, people exiting uh, the sector or homes leaving the sector and being sold because of external challenges. But we know that there are still people that are investing in the private rented sector. So how can we marry those two up? How can we keep the home in the sector, um, still have a landlord that wishes to exit, but have a kind of going concern ready for people that are on acquisition mode? Um, and so MoveWise have a great uh, um, uh product and we're working with them uh, about uh, delivering a, a trading platform so that those that are looking to exit can exit and those that are looking to acquire can acquire and those tenants so that this is the the overriding concern that obviously maybe not obviously if you are wanting to dispose of your asset to sell it there's a school of thought that says I, I need to get ask my tenant to leave you may not. It may be more advantageous to say to your tenants, look, guys, I do need to move because of X, Y and Z. But if we can facilitate viewings and get the house on the market, I'm going to look for an investor to, to buy that property. And that's what the MoveWise product absolutely does, which is why we have partnered with them. And in terms of the specific point about upfront information, wh why would you why would you go to all of the ball ache of going to view a property, instructing a conveyancer, only to get all of the information that you really need once you've outlaid money? And it's a bit... It's a little bit similar to what government are proposing through the renters reform bill which is the the property portal if you're a, a tenant surely you want to know up front that you're moving into a property that's got a gas safety got an electrical check has got an epc has got a decent energy rating or at least an energy uh, certificate to show you what your outlay is likely to be you don't want to know that either when you're signing the contract when it's too late to do anything about it. So in answer to your question, the provision of that sort of really key information must come earlier in the process in a really streamlined way. We're working with MoveWise to do that in terms of being able to, uh, we, you know, when people are selling. And we're also using Portfolio, our product, to make as much of that information up front available when your average punter is looking for a property to rent because that's you can make an informed decision then 
who doesn't want to make an informed decision? Yeah, me most of the time. I like just fly by the seat of my pants, to be honest. <laughs> see, see what happens. Nothing wrong um, with that. I made a career of it, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I was, and, and this is more just for, for general, I was on a, a, a sort of debate or something around what I would invest in. Because I, I, when I was in my 20s, again, was a portfolio landlord up north to come down south, which where I am now, I had to pretty much sell it all and get rid of it over a sort of space of two years to get the extra 3% back, which was like more than the value of one of the houses that I own. But it, it, it is what it is. So would you go for new builds or it, are you seeing that there is a trend of any sort towards sort of new build and guaranteed rents, things like that within your sector? Or is that something that's always been there and it's, it's not it, it, people would rather go for the HMO and the, the the bigger profit, but with the obviously all the ESG stuff and new builds probably being higher up there, is that maybe something being for the future? Yeah. So, so I think certainly investors are far more cognizant of the energy rating of a home that they're going to be purchasing. There's no question about that, and I think you could argue, Rich, that the new builds may well deliver better on that point but in terms of what you're choosing it depends on your strategy nothing wrong with the hmo market and in some respects with the sort of cost of living crisis that we're seeing smart I hate the term by the way it has brings up all sorts of horrible connotations for me a hmo and i am a HMO landlord myself. But if you think about good quality rooms available for rent, right, that has its place. And there is certainly uh, a heightened demand for that sort of that sort of uh, or that sort of rental. But I wouldn't want to people will make their own views about investment decisions. And it would depend on what their strategy is. Do they want to maximize the initial yield? Or are they in this for the long term? And actually, the yield is less important to them because dare i say it it isn't always all about the money for some people in terms of what they get on the the yield it's about the capital appreciation for for you know 10 15 20 years so i think you would it would depend on your individual circumstances but certainly the whole feature of the net zero and the energy focus at the moment is going to be an important consideration particularly if you're going to be buying something that's an epce for example where you know that government are already thinking we need to get it up to a c how how do we do that if you're buying nothing wrong with buying that but you should know that you are likely to have to make some some upgrades to that property very soon i think it's just about being informed about what your strategy is and not going into it blind if energy is important to you a new build might be a really good option or you may well end up there was an article out uh, a few days ago from hamptons about landlords retiring and reaching that sort of age dare i say it where homes get passed on or people are exiting because they want to cash their chips in to do whatever it comes to the end of their investment cycle right so there may well be some good some equally good energy efficient homes in the in the kind of resale market i think it just depends on your individual circumstances so as a i guess as a non-member who is looking to buy again it's all hypothetical 
or a, a, a member who maybe wants ad- has got there first but wants some advice on where to go next is, is that what you guys would not necessarily advice but would you guide them and just give them almost an overview like you have okay it depends really what you want to do do you, do you provide that would a non-member get that coming in do your existing members get that or how far do you actually go into helping them from an investment side and strategy sort of piece yeah so we don't make recommendations uh, rich in terms of particular investment decisions uh, or, or to help investment decisions what we do is we will provide support around the sort of policy position because people coming into the sector need to understand that actually the sector at the moment or and for the past decade has been pretty hostile towards landlords and people making investments and i don't say that as a critical point of government i just say that as a fact so we provide a lot of support around that policy direction so that you have an informed individual we also provide a lot of support around the energy changes as well and these are things that government have proposed for the moment but if you are investing you need to know that possibly there's going to be an outlay in a few years time if you're buying an asset that is low on the EPC rating where you're going to need to make enhancements. We also provide uh, support on taxation because there will be a lot of people that are coming into the market thinking, oh, great, I've got I've got a chunk of money. I want to invest it. You need to do your homework around tax and what vehicle you're going to be using um, to purchase that asset. Is it a limited company? Is it an individual? What are your own circumstances? You're a high rate taxpayer. You're having a mortgage. How much? Don't just think that you're going to be able to offset all of that because you're not. And so through our partners, we provide support on those types of specialisms. We're not an expert on tax, um, but we've got some great partnerships with people like GetGround, for example, who, again, so solve a great pain point uh, around Section 24. Uh, or if you uh, around the government changes of a, a few years ago that limit the ability to offset your full mortgage interest if you're a high rate taxpayer. So there are a number of things that potential investors will benefit from. And I think MoveWise was the other example, actively trading with people that are entering or leaving the sector around homes that are available as well. So do we offer an investment service around which market you should choose no we don't do we have some great partnerships and some great information about the issues that you should take into account when you are thinking about investing absolutely 100 percent. awesome and this is a good one Mm -hmm. what do you think of fractional ownership and fractional ownership schemes do your homework and be careful because there is you need to have whatever investment Uh, you are making and whichever way you are making it whether that is whole ownership or whether you're splitting it between individual shareholders such as fractional ownership know what you're entering into personally i've only ever bought i'm a very vanilla investor i have my 20 25 i i invest as an individual with my partner that's it I'm sure there's different ways that you can cut that if you've got bigger balls than me. And I wish you well, but I prefer to keep it a bit more vanilla personally. But I'm sure fractional ownership works for some people. But for me, it's about knowing what you're going into and doing your due diligence. Not saying everything is going to go wrong, but plan for the worst and hope for the best. 
I think the CRM piece is really interesting. I'd like to know, obviously there are loads of CRMs on the market and it's a B2B product that scales for everything from a one-man band up to massive international enterprises and we're seeing more and more of these specialized crms come out in in niche markets i'd like to hear from you what it is about your solution that is niche to the landlord market yeah firstly it's that we've if you think about some of these crm solutions right what, what i'm sure they have great products but what do they miss but they where they miss the ability to tap into 100,000 landlords and 700,000 homes on day one, right? And so turning it on its head, having said that we're not a tech experts, we have the book that everybody would like it to be able to realize. And this was one of the things that I, I said at my interview for this job, actually, that to take the organization in a slightly different direction, we should embrace the technology that's out there. We shouldn't try and think that we're experts at it, because I've been involved in businesses where that frankly goes tits up and doesn't work. What we decided to do was to engage experts to be able to build this for us so that we could deliver our members a tangible uh, service that enables them to keep better track of their properties, their tenancies, their tenants, their compliance information, all of the stuff that is associated with managing your rental business and then solving some pain points along the way. So advertising through NRLA, you can advertise your properties on Move and Zoopla for 28 quid. When you find a tenant, as I did last weekend, because I'm using it at the moment, your tenant comes in through the tenant portal straight into the vouch referencing process to be referenced straight in, assuming you pass your references to the money collection and tenancy agreement process. So we know that for uh, our members that self-manage, digital signatures can be a bit of a pain. They like to use the NRLA contract. We've woven that into portfolio so that you can issue that, get it all signed, you've got your full audit trail and collect the monies at the same time. And for us, it was about being able to solve those pain points in one place. Is, is, our, is, our, is our product manifestly different to other things that are out there? I could argue that it's, it's better. I could argue um, that we streamlined uh, a, number of, a number of things. Um, that's for our members to tell us. What I can tell you is that portfolio is free, so we're not charging for it but it is only available to our members. A membership is available from £85 a year. Uh, and so this is how I hope to be able to digitalise the residential landlord and disrupt the sector in a way that I think is probably long overdue. Of course, it could fall flat on its face miserably and not work, but I've got 600 people testing it at the moment, myself in included, and I know that it works. A few bugs to to work out. But I think Bunk, who are the partner that we are using to build the product for us, backed by Nationwide Building Society, uh, are coming up with the goods. And I'm really excited, hopefully, to be launching it next month. That sounds really exciting. And the CRM space is crowded. It's crowded, yeah. it's overwhelming. Yeah. And part of the function of somebody who does what I does what I do is very often get involved with SMEs CRMs 
and yep. the number of times I've come across an SME that's decided to go with Salesforce. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't even need HubSpot at your stage. What are you talking about? This is crazy. Oh, no, it's great. We've got this great partner who's built. Yeah, I know you've got a great partner who's building it all for you and they're charging you 30 grand and you're going to need to retain someone at least on a part-time basis to run that because Salesforce don't support at all internally you need to get an external support officer it's just huge and it's happened so 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 many times and that's just on the the b2b tech provider side mm. so there's a lot of for lack of a kinder expression clueless people out there who could really do with yeah a simplified streamlined crm that delivers what it needs to so it sounds like you're offering that and i think what's really interesting is Again, in marketing, particularly in B2B, we talk a lot about the customer's customer. And it sounds like, and you mentioned a few touch points here, where the landlord's customer, who's the tenant, is getting an improved experience, which is better for the landlord as well, reflects better on them and, and improves the value of their portfolio. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the value for the customer's customer, because I think that is of great appeal to landlords and mm. i would also love to hear if you are aware of any sort of gaps in the prop tech space that like functionality things that could be done better or could be filled by the sort of listeners that we have which tend to be prop tech startup founders because they're always talking about all of these gaps in the landlord tenant experience mm. be filled but you are coming at this from a unique perspective where I feel that you would actually have some really interesting insights on that particular area. Yeah, you may overestimate my 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 knowledge, Rebecca. No, but seriously, I think the the plan on modernizing the landlord tenant relationship is it's long overdue, but it has to be done in an integrated way. And this isn't for me, this fits really neatly with the policy and campaigning side as well, which is we know that we have a reputational issue as a landlord, right? In the vast majority of cases, most unfairly, but there's a, min a minor cohort out there that, that flout the law and don't do the right sort of things. We want to, as an, uh, an organization, champion those and give them the tools, to, uh, champion uh, the responsible landlords and give them the tools to do the very best that they can do, right? And that's in everybody's interests. That's in the interest of themselves in terms of managing their rental businesses in a, a really appropriate and friendly, decent way. And it's also about giving renters a really good experience so that their so that their experience of that tenancy, that rental in the private rented sector with that landlord is a really positive one, knowing that they have a full compliant, fully compliant property and they can see that I think is really important. And if with greater integration about around repairs management, for example, there, that, that, that's one thing we don't, we don't currently have plugged in to the function at the moment but the you know, integrated repairs and maybe you know the sort of a nationwide contractor list i know they exist right i know you have rated people and things like that but having something like that integrated particularly for those landlords that maybe don't live close to their properties and do manage it where do i go for a cleaner or a or whatever it happens you had to a be? chat with Etten basil yet 
<laughs> I have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking to Etten and he's he's got some great products there. The thing is, though, Rebecca, is with any sort of development, right? This and thinking about portfolio for a moment, there's so many things that you could plug into it to solve pain points. My challenge is with the tech guy is is to harness that sort of creativity, but get the bloody thing out the door, because otherwise we're we'll sit around thinking all oh, these wonderful things that we can plug in, and before you know it, somebody else would have done it. And for us, this will be an evolution. We will launch our our compliance module and uh, an advertising module. It would be great. We want making tax digital and the kind of invoicing and receipts management uh, and expenditure. That was the word I was looking for. Recording to follow. We want to make sure we've got kind of repairs and contractors in there as well um, to, to make it as easy as we possibly can. But as I say, these things take time. They also take money and we have to get it out the door, not as a minimum viable product initially, a phase one will be followed yeah. by a phase two. And I'm sure there will be lots of iterations because as you well know, what you can't do is say, oh, we've launched that now. Isn't that good? We're, we're going to move on to something else. Actually, it's, it becomes like Frankenstein's monster. You have to keep feeding it and keep innovating. Uh, and that's that's what we want to do. I want to be able to demonstrate that our landlords are the very best, look after their tenants, give their tenants a great experience. And for your 85 quid, as well as all of the other things that you get as part of being an NRLA member, you're going to get this included. And I think that's a really powerful message. And I think we have to keep feeding that beast and making it the most innovative and pain-solving creature that we possibly can. You did mention MVP. And I was just going to quickly ask you about how you prioritise that, because it sounds like you started with compliance yeah, and you've added advertising. So what's in it for the tenant and what's in it for the landlord? And then you have these other additions that are coming, like in terms of building out a product roadmap, that's adding as much value as possible to your customer. How are you prioritizing that? Yeah, so we're following the sort of, as we see it, the landlord journey, right? We have all of the sort of compliance information, the reminders and that sort of stuff factored in. And with Safe2, we'll be embedding that to make sure that you can book it from within the portal. We've also got the ability, so this is being worked on at the moment. So our partnership with My Deposits, our friends at Hamilton Fraser, the ability to register your deposit from within the portal. And we'll be following on with, with TDS there as well. We've also, as you rightly say, got the advertising function. So that brings the tenants in. We've got the referencing function. We've got the documents and forms, tenancy creation, function thereafter it's about building in some of those very key services so we haven't got inventory booking at at, at, at the moment you know, we need to plumb that in and there will be some other uh, providers that we want to bolt in as part of that journey uh, but essentially you could load up your properties load up your tenancies load up your tenants load up your compliance stuff load up your pictures diagrams, whatever, advertise it, bring the tenant in through the portal, do all of the referencing, get them signed up, collect the money, and then there will be other things that are added to support that. And so it, it's just, we're probably about halfway through that journey, but that journey in itself, you know, 
whether you call it a minimum viable product or whether you just call it drawing a line and say, we want to get it up to here and then get it out. <laughs> Otherwise, we're never going to bloody get it out. And this is what phase two looks like. And that's the point that we're at the moment. So we've got a great product roadmap for the next year fully costed he says yeah we'll see how that how that looks like but no it, it it is about also thinking about some of the external policy things so i mentioned about making tax digital for example yeah i want to make sure that whether that's us that builds that function or whether that's one of our partners that comes into it that we've got that function ready for i think it's 2026 now been pushed back so we should have something ready by then and then just creating that that journey onwards but as i say there'll be other things that we want to bolt in along the way and enhance and i think traditionally we've done this through sort of the website here's a commercial product go and use it you get a discount i want to track all of that i want it to have it be part of a seamless journey so that you almost don't know that you're tapping into these things it should be that easy thanks for joining us on the prop tech growth podcast to learn more you can find us on linkedin or email proptechpodcast at icloud.com see you next time